When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndre. We got Bill Gober calling in again. Uh, love that. Uh, CarCast, of course, brought to you by uh, by our, our friends at Dodge and Continental and Geico. Man, Long Beach Grand Prix this weekend. Lots going on this weekend. There was definitely more than one cocktail consumed <laughs> at the track, but uh, we'll, we'll get into all that stuff. Um Man, I've been following uh, you and I've been chatting. I've been following up on uh, on your social media, on uh, on your Instagram, and of course, you guys can follow Goldberg Nine Five and Goldberg's Garage on Instagram. See the updates on the cars that are going on, and man, this Speedcore Carbon Fiber Hellcat's looking badass. You got to be just antsy as can be on waiting for that thing to come in, right? I guess the analogy could be uh, a kid waiting for Hanukkah or Christmas or a crack addict waiting by the phone for his dealer to get him his next fix. Yes, I... I'm waiting patiently would, would be lying. But, you know, hey, man, you got to be patient. Well, good things come to those who wait. And, uh, hey, each day I get more information on this car that makes it just cooler than it was before. So... Dave over there at Speedcore and those guys are, uh, uh, I don't know, phenomenal. Uh, Ring Brothers uh, comes to mind. I mean, those guys, they're, they're so damn artistic. And if you kind of leave it up to them, uh, you never know what you're going to get, but you're always going to be uh, pleasantly, more than pleasantly surprised. So, no, I don't have it yet, but you will be the first one along with everybody else in the world on Instagram probably. So you guys, know, but- you guys heard us talk about Speedcore before. I'm not sure exactly how to explain them. They're 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 a tuner. They're a they're a hot rod builder. They're a custom car builder, but they they do a lot in the world of carbon fiber. And I think they have a, a facility there with them where they do all this uh, this great carbon fiber stuff. And we've seen the 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 Dodge Charger. The uh, I think it was 69, 68, 69 Charger uh, that they did. Very very cool stuff. Um, uh, so much carbon and so much 3D printing. Like the the pedals are all 3D printed, and it's funny because they'll they'll 3D print stuff. They'll design it and 3D print stuff in in different types of like a like a like a nylon plastic and different strengths and stuff in in different types of plastic that you can do. Um, and uh, they they like 3D printed uh, some pieces like for the pedals and you know the door handle surrounds and things like that. But then they'll 3D print stuff and use those as a mold or a template to machine the metal pieces as well. So the 3D printing isn't just a finished product. They'll they'll use it as 
as uh, as R and D for some of the uh, more expensive machining stuff, and you can see it all over that uh, that Speedcore charger that they did. And uh, template, right. yeah, template stuff. It's like you know what um, Waynes and the guys over at Magnaflow do with the cats. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they uh, the best way to describe Speedcore is that they are highly artistic and top of the line at their craft. Um, and, but they have what sets them apart is their ability to, like you said, get these parts manufactured for a smaller manufacturer. They have their hands on uh, machines that only you know large automated manufacturers have. Right, um, they're really expensive at their machines. disposal. I mean, yeah, let's just cut right to the chase. Yeah, they have some extremely expensive equipment to allow them to uh, put their artistic, you know. Uh, ideas in 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 3D. So it's it's just bitching what they do. So tell us again. Give us an update. Um, what are they doing to your car? You took you took a Hellcat. You took one of your char- or Challenger Hellcats, and you said I it took over my there. I took my 216, my first the Hellcat that I ever bought, the skinny tire car as we refer to it. It only you know can have a 275 on the rear with 707 horsepower. You can't get the power to the ground. So very long story short, when you sit it next to these wide bodies, it's an inferior looking car for me. So, and, and you know, it's four inches uh, uh, narrower. And so obviously you don't have the, the rubber to the ground. So I've always wanted to turn this car into something that I would uh, enjoy looking at and also driving. So I handed it over to speed core and it started with, Started with just the, the wide body fenders, and uh, it, it evolved to now it's the wide body fenders and the and all of this is carbon fiber. Wide body fenders, fender flares, front splitter, um, uh, uh, rear wing, rear deck, um, hood, um, sides like like outer sill sill plate. Not right. sill plate, but outer yeah, like trim on the, on the lower. Um, and, you know, let's just talk about the, the engine upgrade. So um, all the specifics will be put out there once I get this car back and can seriously look at it and, and see what's done. I mean, the paint job they did, too, they took the wrap off. They did the ghost flames, or the ghost flames, the ghost uh, Dodge in, in, uh, sure, the symbol up in the front. Um yeah. And, uh, man, it, it's just, the, the car's unbelievable. And I got the, the HRE wheels on, the Nitto tires, you know, the KW suspension, the upgraded bare brakes. You know, we're going to have uh, uh, new injectors and new pulleys. And like I said, we're going to be pushing over 900 horsepower for it. I'm, up, I'm waiting for a, uh, a dyno video on it right now. But um, just, and it's a six speed. And I got a short throw shifter for it. And, I got a handbrake being put in it, and I, uh, I'm gonna. I called your your boys from uh, Sparco, and I got the carbon fiber seats. Hopefully, oh, that's coming. a great seat. And man. I got I, I picked up a carbon fiber wheel on eBay, and hey, man, I'm just I'm going to town on this car. It's gonna be sick. <laughs> it's gonna be fantastic. It's amazing. These guys have done so much carbon fiber stuff. It sounds like pretty much everything except for the unibody, just the doors. And the roof and the you know the A and B pillars are are all pretty much metal, but everything else is. Geez. Well, look at what they did to the to the complete carbon fiber demon that was at SEMA a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. 
That's going to be interesting. Be it's going to be interesting to, to do. It's uh, I can't wait to see it because when we saw some of their stuff um, in person on the cars that they built, man, the fit and finish is is spot on. That's that's hard to do when you when you start getting into you know fiberglass and carbon fiber pieces and you know hoods kind of bow a little bit and and you know the gaps are a little tough to get and and these guys these guys did a pretty good job with it. So the quality of their stuff I think is excellent. It's it's unbelievable. The fitment is absolutely amazing, man. And I've dealt with this carbon fiber as you and all our listeners have throughout the years. And that's the that's the worst thing you can deal with with, with carbon fiber. Man, it's just it, it's gorgeous. It's, yeah. a, it's all OEM casting pretty much. So I mean they have all the they have all the equipment at their disposal. It's it's unreal the the quality of work that they do. But um, you know, hopefully I get hey, but there's a slight chance that I can get it back. Um, take it for, you know, some test and tune and then hit this uh, shift sector thing at the end of the month and see what it does in the, in the half mile. Yeah, so, that'll be interesting. I'm, I'm trying to do a lot of things with this thing. I you just got to get it back first. I mean, this this car isn't exactly like meant to go on a super huge diet, but I think between all the carbon fiber pieces and, and now you're talking about the Sparco carbon fiber seats, if those are the street seats, the SPX, I think. Um, Absolutely. Those are so fantastic. I, They're I, awesome. At, you have uh, those? I, I do. So, you know, a couple of years ago, a few years ago now, in uh, 2016, I brought two of the Mustangs. I brought my two Mustang Cobras to see them. I brought the red one, which was kind of like it was done like all the pieces were put on it. Nothing was 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 locked down correctly. Like, yeah, like nothing so was torqued down. It was just... Like yeah, and it didn't even run, but we had that there in the uh, in the Magnaflow booth outside, and uh, you know we had the custom uh, uh, Bond Speed wheels from from Brad Fanshaw, and we had the uh, the Pro Charger on it. Um, that one was done, but inside in the Takiko Shocks booth, uh, we showed. I took the ninety. I, my other car we haven't talked about in a while is is the another ninety three uh, uh, Mustang Cobra. It was uh, the unibody, but it had a Coyote engine in it with a Borla 8-stack injection on it, and we showed that off. It had a full maximum motorsport suspension. It had Brembo brakes. It had a 6-speed Tremec conversion in it, uh, and it had – oh, it had an independent rear uh, suspension system from a 2003 Mustang Cobra as well, so no live axle. And uh, and then we had Takiko shocks on the whole thing, um, and it had the very first pair of Sparco SPX seats, the carbon fiber seats in the car. Again, you got to imagine this car. There's no hood, no roof, no doors, no fenders. There's nothing. It's just a unibody, but with all the mechanicals bolted onto it. And we just put the seats in there. And I wanted the seats to be in the blue leather. It's like uh, it's it's kind of like the Daytona stitch, um, like kind of like the Ferrari Daytona stitch without the holes um, on the SPX seat. And I wanted it in blue leather. And the guys at Sparco in Italy, they like our guy here, Warren. Warren is the the general manager here in the U.S. Sparco USA, such a good guy. We've been working with this guy for like ten years, working with him. And uh, I said, you got to help me out. We got to make this thing at SEMA. We got to make it a little bit different. I want to go with kind of a blue, like a blue gray, um, 
a, a color very similar to the blue Lamborghini uh, Mira SV that we had here. It had like blue-gray interior, which is so nice, such a great shade of blue. And they said, we can't get custom leather done in time. And they said, we just can't source it and get it. And I was like, oh, what can you do? And he made some calls, and they figured out that they were making the seats. Sparkle was making the OE seats for, I want to say, the Alfa Romeo 4C, the new Alfa Romeo, the little sports car. Uh, And in that lineup of production, they were offering, I don't even think here in the U.S., maybe just in Europe, was – a, this beautiful blue-gray color, very similar to what I was looking for. So they went to the Alfa Romeo assembly line, they pulled leather off the assembly line, covered the Sparco aftermarket seats, sent them over here, basically like, I don't know, like overnighted them, but whatever, two, three day from Italy. I got them here. They were in Sparco's office. We went down, we picked them up, we put them in the car, we sent the car over to SEMA. Uh, and we've got the seats. When I get back on that car, it's the only pair of blue leather ones ever. And those guys were so good. I said, hey, when we finish the car, I need to match the leather, you know, like the door panels and stuff. So when they sent the seats, they sent over a box full of extra leather, the same quality Beautiful. leather, same color. I was like, you guys crushed it for me. Thank you so much. They did such a great job. So those seats look sick at SEMA, man. All full carbon fiber back. They're full carbon seat with with this blue uh, this blue leather on it. It's going to be nice. Okay, but here's the problem, man. Are, are they? <clears throat> I don't want to get you know. I don't want to hurt your feelings, but are they made for little guys? <laughs> yeah, they, I think That's so. That's the problem. <laughs> There's the problem. Yeah, they're beautiful seats. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. Right? Yeah, Match the car like nothing. But I know when I go to the showroom and I sit in it, it's gonna. I mean, obviously you want to be tight in a in a race seat, but these, yeah. these are street seats. You want a little more comfort. So I'm just praying to God that uh, I don't know, I lose some weight or they get <laughs> mysteriously bigger. Before I get in there, you know, I, I tell you what, though, these seats of uh, they had a number of different uh, street seats out there, and they do sort of have narrow versions and wide versions. And I wouldn't say this was particularly a wide version, but it, it's meant to be as as accommodating as it can with one seat style because of the carbon fiber piece. Um, it there are definitely far tighter seats that you wouldn't even be able to get in. They're just too deep and too narrow and you'd never be able to fit your shoulders in there. I think you look it it's still gonna be tight, but that's the nature of of basically a racing car. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um but I don't know. I think it's gonna be interesting. You, you might be okay in it. So I, you didn't get a chance to get over to Sparco and try them out, right? Not yet. No. no. Yeah. Well I guess if you don't like it, yeah, exactly. let me know. <laughs> I, I, let me know. I got another Mustang Cobra. I got a pair of uh, of, of seats in that. I got different uh, seats in that, but uh, I like these other ones so much. I might do something. Might do something there with it. Um, all right, let me guys. Let me tell you about uh, Continental. We'll tell you a little bit about Continental belts. You've heard us talk about this before. If you think of the weird things that you find in cars, and I'm not talking about French fries or melted crayons. I'm talking about live snakes. Bizarre trinkets, the stuff that really makes you wonder about folks. Well, 
Another thing that may, that may make you wonder are about Continental belts, and I bet you didn't know that they're OE in millions of Chrysler, Dodge, Ford, BMW, VW, and GM vehicles. And Continental has launched their Multi-V belt with the OE pedigree. This is their OE technology series of belts. These belts are fanatically engineered for perfect fit, form, and function, and they fit 98% of the vehicles on the road in the U.S. and Canada. You can get one for pretty much anything out here, absolutely. Continental OE Technology Series Multi-V Belts. These are the belts with the OE pedigree. To get the full story, check out oetechnologyseries.com. All right, so... Uh, we cruised on down to the Long Beach Grand Prix. It's funny because this is like the second year now they don't do a pro-celebrity race. And that whole like pro-celebrity paddock area where all the cars were that was fun uh, is now like a beer garden and like a little concert stage. And uh, every time I so walk in, I was it? like, where's the cars? How is it? How is it comparatively? Because I know you've been down there with Adam a number of times. I did it. You know, I've been down there a couple of times. And it was somewhat, that was such a fun part of the whole weekend, man. Well, obviously because I got to drive it at once, but I mean, it, it was, it was cool. I always did like the celebrity race. I thought it was so much fun to do. I, I miss that they, that, you know, that they don't have that anymore. Um, you know, this is a couple years into it and there's so much fun stuff down there as well. I mean, the celebrity race is, is fun. It's fun to watch. And I imagine it's great for you guys to participate. Um, but uh, you know things are things are moving along, and and after decades and decades, it's no longer the Toyota uh, Grand Prix of Long Beach. It is now the Acura uh, Grand Prix of Long Beach, and um, you know we've got a lot of friends over at Acura, and uh, uh, they were very so accommodating, so nice. They get, hooked us up with some hospitality suites and and uh, uh, some great tickets, and um, so I went down Saturday and Sunday. I went down on Saturday uh, with Adam um, during the racing weekend. Of course, it's Indy. That's the main event. But they have uh, they have the historic uh, uh, racing. You know, they, I think they did Trans Am last year. This year was the IMSA yep. GTO historic race. Uh, they do the stadium trucks out there, and they put the ramps up, and they jump them in the, on the course, which is great. And, of course, the uh-huh. drifting goes on, and there's a concert series. But uh, – I'm sure Adam and I will get more into the vintage stuff at some point, but it was great to see some of those cars down there. Um, there was a, a, you know, one of the Steve Millen, Johnny O'Connell, 300 ZX cars. Um, Adam has one of the eight chassis. There was two of them down there. I think chassis number two and number four. Um, unfortunately, I believe the guy in number four uh, uh, damaged his car a little bit during the uh, practice sessions earlier, I think Friday or so. So he had that thing loaded up on a trailer and already heading home. So that was a, yeah. a bummer weekend for him. But the guy in uh, chassis number two, um, uh, Craig Bennett was the driver. He and his family, I guess, own the car. They're out of RM Motorsports in uh, in Michigan. And, and he won the race in, in that Z car. So it was fun to see the Z car, and it was fun to see the Z car win. Uh, great for us, and I, I I love the Mustangs in that group. Seeing some of that that Whistler uh, radar detectors, uh, Fox Body Mustang. If you guys see it with the red with the white graphics, you'll see it's very memorable. The Motorcraft uh, Mustang was out there. I think it was a, I think it was a Willie T. Ribs car. Um, it might have had somebody else on it as well. Uh, how it sort of evolved over the years, but that was great. And I'll tell you, one of the most fun uh, events to watch are the stadium trucks. 
because now they're oh, just yeah. smashing into each other and hitting the jumps. And I think there's a, a there's the you can go around a jump, but I think there's a time penalty if you do. So they're really just kind of bumping into each other so they can hit that jump. They're hitting it two at a time. They never seem to land straight, so they just bounce all over the place. Um, there's two. Uh, there were several practice sessions and two races. There was a Saturday race and a Sunday race. I want to say Saturday race, one of the guys lost his front wheel and like finished the lap <laughs> nice. on like three wheels. I was like, ah, I don't know if he's digging into the ground, but man, it was, it was, uh, it was fun up there to, uh, to see some of that stuff. Um, those guys are crazy. It, it's, they're so, so nuts. Which, which makes for such great viewing. Yeah. And, and by the way, like it, there's something about the racing here. It's just so patriotic. There's always, they're, you know, they're, they're always playing, you know, at, when at the beginning, they, they, they're singing the national anthem and, and they got guys jumping out of airplanes with American flags and then the flyover for the jets. And it's like every, and every time they, they do it and they sing that like it, it, it gives me goosebumps. There's something so patriotic about it that I always love going to a live events like this. And we, I, we talked a lot about, about it last year. We're working on the NASCAR stuff for you guys and maybe NHRA for you, for you guys. Because you just there's so much of the live event after our conversation last week, and then going this weekend to uh, to Long Beach Grand Prix, I was like, "This is exactly what we've been talking about." Like, you got to go out to to see this thing. The grandstands were pretty full. Long Beach, there's all the high rise apartments and condos that are there, and there's just people just all up on every single balcony, just overlooking the whole thing, and it's it's uh, it's so cool to see. Um, and uh, Let's see what happened was we – that was pretty much Saturday. We watched a lot of the vintage stuff, walked around, said hi to a bunch of people. And then uh, on Sunday, um, I went over and talked to Bobby Rahal for a while and uh, we talked. It's funny because Graham Rahal was there and he was racing and it was great to, to to see him very quickly. He was he was kind of making a mad dash to get the car ready and I sat down with Bobby and Bobby just takes out his phone and we're just going over like vintage Porsche stuff, like the Porsche 935 stuff with the Apple computer car and he's like, yeah, I was, look at this, look at this. He's like, how's the collection? You guys are doing so good. I was like, yeah, how are you? And he's He's like, yeah, I'm good. He was just, just, just kind of hanging out, being, being a dad, being a team owner, just having a great time. And, and, uh, and you know, everybody else was frantic. The team was doing their thing and he was just kind of hanging out and, uh, you know, having a, having a coffee and, and, and checking everything out, which was, which was great. I'm sure he got busy at some point, but uh, it was nice to sit down with him and, and, and chat. Bobby Rahal is, is such, he's been around for so long in this stuff and he's done so much. He's just, always full of great stories and get so much history from him. So, and I love that stuff. So, um, uh, so we went over and talked to him and did that. And then we went over to see, uh, Simon Pagino. Simon is a IndyCar driver. If you guys aren't aware, he, he's, uh, he's part of the Penske team. Um, he's been here on CarCast before. Um, uh, he's, he's such a nice guy. And, uh, I always reach out, um, when they do the race, I, reach out to him and his team and IndyCar and uh and they're like, Are you coming by? They're like, do you do you want to do any meet and greets? Do you want to just come by and say hi to some of the people and, and check out the cars? And I was like, Yeah, see if Simon's got time. And uh, you know, within within minutes I get a, they're like, Yo, no, definitely. They're like, come by. We here's here's the number. Here you go go see him. And I you go and you see him and he walks you through the car and he tells you what's going on. And I was like, are you doing any sports car racing? And he's like, yeah. He goes, I don't know. I'm not sure how they're allowing me. He goes, but I run the, uh, 
the the Chevy powered Indy car for Team Penske, and when I'm not in that car, he's like, I get to run sports cars with Acura. I was like, eh, kind of crossing oh, brands there. Uh, he's like, I don't know. He's like, they let me do it. I was like, because you're the nicest guy out here, man. That everybody, want, they're like, we want you on the team. We want you to go do these things, no matter what. Yeah, and he's like, I guess so. And he goes, I, I I'm flattered. It's nice. So I think he um he went out uh, this weekend. He qualified fourth, which is fantastic. And uh, in the race, he finished sixth, uh, did well, and um, uh, we were exchanging a couple of uh, notes and stuff. Um, and you'll even see some of his Instagram posts where I think uh, they just went in with the car set up a little conservative. Um, and uh, they probably should have been a little bit riskier and a little bit more aggressive on on the setup. And uh, I think he might have uh, moved up a little bit, but – but. Uh, that's that's the gamble you take is there's so much strategizing in in racing and everything that uh uh you never know you never know if you're going to get it or not and then um you know they've got the the boost button they got the push to pass button which i love this idea it's almost like a nitrous switch in the car i think Th- everybody should have one yeah <laughs> it's funny <laughs> yes well well maybe not maybe maybe not, maybe not everybody like on the way here and the way to the studio there's a few people that should definitely not have it but i think he said it 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 you can use it whenever you want as often as you want but you only get 200 seconds total throughout the whole event so it's and it's sort of the push to pass button so we're going to get into this graham ray hall story but uh uh I keep thinking of the of the Fast and Furious movies when they're drag racing and they got the nitrous and the one guy hits it and it's like too too early, son. Vin Diesel's like too early, and then he hits it later and he hits the you know and it's, it's like all right, it's actually like a little bit like that. It's a little bit of of the strategy of when you're going to use the button, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, but they seem to really enjoy it. Uh, every time I talk to Simon, he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to strategize the push to pass button." Uh, so you had such a good time with those guys. Um, I don't know if when was the last time you've been out there. Have you gone out there to just uh, check out the Long Beach Grand Prix or the last time you were in the pro celebrity race? I checked it out a couple of times since the race because the race was, um, you know, hundreds of years ago. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've done both. Yeah, it's a great event. Um, they have the whole, like, uh, they have the sports car paddocks going on in, in the aquarium area and uh, – uh, you, you know, you can walk up on the trophy trucks. Um, it's, it's they've got something for everybody. They really I do. Mean, that's a, it's a killer event. And it's Saturday like night, they engines do. and like you know, like race cars in any capacity, no matter what type of racing. I mean, well, they've got most of it covered, but um, it, it's just it, everything about it is a cool event. You're on the water. The weather is great. They do a big concert series. Uh, uh, Saturday nights. I, I we didn't see it this Saturday. Uh, we had other plans, but I think it was a, a, a Cold War Kids was the band. Last year was Lincoln Park. It was actually really crazy story because this was uh, Lincoln Park played. I think it was last year just before uh, just before he died. Uh, uh, I, forgot, I forgot the guy's name. Forgive me on that one. But um, um, but we were invited to that because. Uh, uh, Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top went up and played with them. They played some of his songs, and he was he was tearing it up. And you know, Billy's we love Billy. He's a, he's a good guy. He's a good friend. He was out there uh, at our Peterson Museum deal 
watching the Willie T. Ribs documentary. He was the one jotting down notes about Willie's story. We're like, what are you doing? He's like, I love this story. This could be in a new song for me. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I love that. He's so influenced by cars, and we love those kinds of guys. So uh, uh, so he was there last year doing that stuff. Um, all right, so uh, the racing was fantastic. The uh, IndyCar racing was fantastic. Um, uh, congratulations to uh, uh, Alexander Rossi, who won the race, and uh, Joseph Newgarden was second, Scott Dixon third, Graham Ray Hall fourth, Ryan Hunter Ray was uh, fifth, and and Simon Pagano was sixth. That was the lineup there. A uh, little bit of uh, a little bit of happenings going on between Scott Dixon and uh, Graham Ray Hall. I'll tell you guys about that. But uh, first, I'll tell you a little bit about Geico. You know, everybody's got a to-do list. You drop off your dry cleaning, you pick up some milk, and now you can add, save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list, and you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. You just go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to-do you can do today. Be sure to check out geico.com. Oh, I'm glad I got me some Geico. I, uh, I needed yeah, well, it. I needed yeah, it this weekend. <laughs> I needed it this weekend. I'll tell you about that, but uh, in a minute. But so Graham Rahal was in third, and uh, and it, it, he basically got penalized by uh, I think in the last lap by IndyCar for blocking, which is interesting because blocking is on some level allowed in IndyCar. He went in. And then uh, it seemed like it was a block, but it was kind of within the rules. And uh, it's it's a little bit of controversy going back and forth between Indy and Ray Hall and Dixon. And uh, it's funny because uh, Ray Hall and Dixon, they're both fine. They're like, it is what it is. They kept saying that. They're both like, it is what it is. So when they went to Ray Hall and said, all right, we're going to penalize you for the block. And he's like, well, blocking's allowed. And it wasn't really that much of a block. And they're like, yeah. But when you break down the the, the specifics of it, it, it you know it kind of falls into the category of blocking. He's like, "All right, it is what it is." They're like, "Yeah, but that means you're going to get from from bump from third to fourth, so you're off the podium." And he's like, "All right, it is what it is." <laughs> I was like, "All right, what, what can you do about it?" I guess there's nothing really you could do about it, but. Uh, uh, a little bit of that because we were watching the race and uh, we're like, "Wow, we just talked to we were just talking to Ray Hall and uh, uh, and he's third. And then we look at the uh, at the podium and champagne's popping. We're like, "Oh, that looks like Dixon up there." <laughs> and and uh, like, "Oh, okay." So guess there was a little bit of a rule change. So never go by the finish line, man. You got to go by the official results. Um, but uh, anyway, I. Good for Dixon. Bummer for Graham. Uh, Graham's been uh, placing fourth, I think, a couple of races this season. So uh, uh, he's still doing great. Um, just kind of an interesting deal have all of these things uh, sort of pan out. Uh, uh, but it was a good race, man. It was so fantastic. Uh, I, it seemed like everybody was racing pretty clean the whole time. And these cars are so loud and sitting up there in the uh, – up in the suite, uh, thanks to Acura. They fed us track lobster. <laughs> lobster and steak. How was that? Well, hey, I, 
that you know, if any place is going to be good, it's going to be right on the beach in Long Beach, right? That's what I was saying. I was like, I was like, hey, who wants track lobster? People were like, really? I was like, let's just do it. It was actually good. I loved it. It was all good. I'm always down for free food. Um, uh, so just a great event, man. I, I would say if you get a chance, go down to Long Beach Grand Prix. I mean, it's a party down there. The weather is great. It was a, it was it was definitely a good breeze going on. It, it was a little it's a little chilly in the morning. They do the concert series at night, and we're such big fans of live events. So definitely go and and check that out. Um, and then I guess the guys are all going to be off to the next race, um, which is good. Uh, let's see. Before we wrap some things up, uh, we had some news we didn't quite get to. I think it was uh, last week. I don't have all the notes in front of me, but of course we got our Tesla news, and they kind of missed the mark on their quarterly reports and had to lay off some people. And uh, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I pick on Tesla a little too much, but I said it before. I I like what the cars represent, and I think it's causing a huge movement. And I think. Uh, you know they were saying that sales are down a little bit um and and the reason for that is it, bummer for them that sales are down but it's good for us sales are down because of the added competition that's coming out and we're starting to see cool electric cars starting to come out from from Audi and we're all excited about the Porsche the Taycan and uh, stuff from BMW and uh, you know and Jaguar. We you know we drove their I Pace and that thing was fantastic. And and as you g- see more of that, we all get more options as as car owners, as enthusiasts. We get more options in that respect. And um, you know, and I guess I guess I guess Tesla can't be the only player out there. But um, thank God, <laughs> you know, but. I, you know, they still have got some work to do um, on their cars and on their business. And uh, well, what happened to that thirty-five thousand dollar model that they were outing, yeah. offering, uh, talking about? You know, it's right on the verge of coming out. Did it just disappear? Or did it not happen? Or well, that's the Model Three, and the Model Three came out, and it was more than thirty-five thousand. And I think they were trying to get it to thirty-five thousand. Not even sure if they actually hit the mark, and oh, so that's the one you're talking about. Yeah, and uh, you know, so I, I mean, it was it was nice. I, what I'm just saying is just like lock it down, just lock it down, and do what you got to do. You know, um, I get there's growing pains, but you don't have to get out there with your press releases on Twitter and start yapping away at all this stuff and then like no nah, we couldn't make it you know because now it's so much backtracking like just get your ducks in order and do it you know they had a little bit of financial trouble and they wanted to close all their you know not all of them they wanted to close a a, a good handful of of their dealers their retail stores and then they realized well they've all got like leases and stuff on these things so <laughs> now now they're trying to just turn them into like I don't know like showrooms or charging stations or whatever. I don't know what the plan is. I don't recall uh what the plan is, but uh you know, but they had to kind of backtrack on that. So I, I you know, look, there's some there's some really smart people working over there. And when you you know, when you're the finance guy, you're the CFO over there and you're like we need to cut some uh we need to cut some expenses. What if we close some of the retail stores and start pushing things more online and you know the marketing guys, I love that and the boss is like, "Great, I love that." Who down the line goes, 
what about all the investments we have in real estate and all the leases we have on places? Like, what are we going to do with those? <laughs> you know, some of these are probably 10-year leases. And like, oh, well, what's it going to cost us to break all these things? Is this is this a smart move? Should we use the stores for something else so we could pay the rent? Like, I don't know. It's just it's interesting that that we hear about it all in the public before the company itself figures it out. And it just seems like a interesting way of running a business. Bush League? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to use all the most politically correct things because people love saying, hey, you know, every time you do Tesla news, it's never good. I was like, ah, that's not my fault. Well, here's, the, here's the deal. <laughs> here's the deal. In a day and age of opinionated news, yeah. um, what we're going to do here is state the facts, then base our opinions on that, you know. Um, that's it. This it, is what it happened. Is, These it are the is results. What it is. I mean, we're throwing out factual information. We're not bashing them because we don't like them. People have to understand that. Yeah. I like the cars. I think they look good, and I like what they represent. I think the performance is great. I just think they just need to handle their PR a little bit. <laughs> um, anyway, enough about Tesla. We'll move on to uh, some Mustang news because why not? Uh, I think we mentioned some, last Come week? on, man. I want some BMW news. Yeah. Oh, jeez, my BMW. All right. First, I'm going to quickly tell you guys. You keep putting people off. Is this like the main event of the podcast? Oh, all right. Well, we'll, we'll all right. So I'll touch on, on the Mustang news real quick because we teased it, I think, last week, and I don't want you to think we dropped the ball, is Ford was saying they wanted to come out with a high-performance, like, entry-level package of the Mustang. And by now, as you're if you're hearing this, you've heard about the uh, – the, the new Ford uh, Mustang EcoBoost high-performance package. And this basically has not just a, a – a, you know, it's not just the EcoBoost but with, you know, with, with springs and sway bars. They're basically taking the Ford Focus RS engine with the stronger cylinder heads and the upgraded head gaskets that are on there now. They're taking that out, and, and it's not the U.S. engine. I believe it's – I think the engine's built in Spain. And uh, and they're bringing that here, and they're putting it in uh, a hypo version of the EcoBoost, which I like. And it's going to be 330 horsepower um, as it sits in the Mustang with with just a just a broader torque curve and the way you know the exhaust and the tuning and everything works out. Um, 330 horsepower, 350 pound feet of torque. Uh, they say that the 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 car with the automatic in it they tested it at zero to sixty in four and a half seconds. Now that's pretty good now for the for the little engine, right? And uh, oh, yeah. and you can you know the performance package will have three fifty five gears and uh, the limited slip differential and the two fifty five series tires and the shock tower brace and you know it has the uh, the the four piston calipers from from the Mustang GT and. Uh, and I think you can even do a – you can add a handling package to the high-performance package, which gives you the magnetic ride, which is great, adjustable, uh, a little bit bigger uh, sway bars, and a 265 series tire. So you can get you can get the EcoBoost high-performance package, and then you could add the handling package on top of that. So now we got a couple more options, and I love that. Um, I think it's going to be cool. And what's cool about it is – is if you're already tuning and doing upgrades to your EcoBoost Mustang, this is a little bit more of a stout engine with the upgraded head gaskets and stuff. So I think you'll be able to squeeze more out of this when you start getting into the modification. So um, 
Uh, anyway, so I like that idea. If you guys are looking for a Mustang but don't want to step up to the GT or you want to do something a little bit lighter or you have different ideas on how you want to use the car, take a look at that. It's going to be kind of cool. Um, yeah, so my stupid BMW. <laughs> stupid BMW. Um, Here's the drum roll. Yeah, right? So uh, I, I, went down to, uh, I went down to Irvine and uh, I picked up a friend of mine. I was like, hey, let's go to Long Beach Grand Prix. This is going to be great. Uh, we were, we were getting in the car, it was running fine, drove it down to, drove it down to, uh, you know, Orange County and, uh, I picked her up and I was like, oh, we're running just like a couple minutes late. We got to go meet with Simon, uh, our buddy Simon Pagino. He's in between signing sessions and getting in the car and, and, and I don't want to be rude and, and miss this. So, uh, we get in there, we get on the freeway, we're getting on the, the carpool lane, we're scurrying her along pretty good and, uh. And at one point, the car uh, starts to die down on power, and I see it kind of goes into a limp mode, and it's flashing lights at me in the dash. I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> you know, and so, you're still in the in the carpool lane. I, I am. So we start pulling off to see what's going on. I just want to make sure there's nobody behind me. I don't want anybody. I'm starting to lose power. I'm dropping down to fifty something miles an hour. I just want to clear myself off because if it does stop, I don't want to be that douche that's sitting in the far left lane blocking traffic and all that. Like I, my thought yeah. is 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 if the car is losing power or anything, my thought is always just clear the road. I just don't want to be the guy that doesn't clear the road. So I get off. Uh, I start darting across the lanes as quickly as possible just to get into a safe area. Um, but all I did was just shut the car down. I didn't even stop. You know, I just shut the engine off, fired it up again. It did a quick little reset of the computer, and it seemed to be – Going there, we get to Long Beach. We park it in the parking garage. I'm like, ah, I don't have a good feeling about this, but we've got some partying to do. So uh, we go uh, enjoy the event and then uh, go grab some dinner with our crew. With, uh, we had some friends and stuff all meet us there. It was great. I get back into the garage and I start it. It's it's barely starting. It's in limp mode and lights are flashing. And I tried a couple times. I'm like, God damn it. This is not – Good. So my thought is, let me disconnect the battery for a few minutes to see if I can get more of a more of a hard reset on the ECU. I I was thinking I'm going to have to tow this thing. I've already come to terms with that. I don't even know where I'm going to tow it to, but I'm going to have to do it. But I'm three levels down in a parking garage, like at a hotel. I was like, that's just going to be a nightmare. And I said, so I just need to get this thing out onto the street. And uh, it's you know it's. It's not even that late. It's nine o'clock at this point. So uh, disconnected the battery, um, left it for about 10 minutes, hooked it back up, and it did do it. It seemed to reset the computer for a bit. It fired up. It was running smooth for a minute. I was like, let's just get out of the garage. And uh, and halfway up, it started it started balking and kicking a little bit, and the lights were coming back on. I was like, we're so close. Just get it out of the garage. Like, revving it high just to get the RPM so the thing wouldn't stall out. Get it out on the street. Get, like, a block away. And I'm like, it's, it's, it's done. Uh, so there's some kind, of, some kind of ECU problem. This is the third computer I've had in this goddamn car. And, uh, I, you know, we had to call AAA and... Uh, I had to get it towed, and I wasn't sure where to take it. And my friend Dave uh, Jusco, we, we've talked about him a bunch of times on here, and I think you met him once uh, down at the uh, HRE show. By the way, another HRE show coming up in June, I believe. Uh, June the first, yeah, I think we should all go to that. Um, 
Dave's a super smart engineer. He's been at Toyota for, I don't know, two decades, two and a half decades. And uh, his job is is fixing things that are seem unfixable when the when the when the dealers out here uh, have issues with cars, um, he goes over there and shows them how to fix it and makes things better. So when the dealer can't fix it, he's the guy that does. And he's also a, a an old school Toyota Supra guy. He's got a Toyota Supra. It's just badass, man. He just built this thing out, um, and just every attention to detail is is amazing. I don't know what he's got in it now. I, he's he's got the engine all apart. He's rebuilding it. I don't know what he's going for six or seven hundred horsepower probably at this point, but. Uh, so we took the car over to uh, over to his place. Uh, he's only twenty minutes away. He's super nice. He's like, "Don't worry about it. Bring it over here. We'll we'll roll it up near the garage." And uh, uh, I've got a. As we're recording this, we're we're in the studio today, recording this on a Monday because I got to fly out to a New York Auto Show tonight. As soon as I leave here, I got to go fly out there. So I don't have time. It's like, hey, I need to stash this thing for a little while until we can get on it. He's like, "Bring it over here." He said if he gets a chance, he'll pull the computer out. He'll open up the box. He'll he's, he's pretty good at this stuff, see what's going on, or is there bad solders or whatever, and uh, see if we can't get that fixed. But I don't know. I'm starting to think at this point, I need to throw this car, this computer in the garbage and go with a standalone EFI system. And and that's what I was talking to, to Dave Jesko about is I guess they don't completely throw the, uh, the ECU away. You piggyback onto it, and the standalone uh, – uh, EFI system takes over all of the engine parameters and then whatever else that this computer does ABS breaks and ties into things like that and and whatnot so 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 you're not stripping the the car of all of its of computer power basically stock computer power and uh, and turning it into a racing car it still has all of the the things that the computer needs to do um but when it comes to engine management, there'd be a standalone unit for that. And uh, I think at this point, that's what it needs is probably to do something like that. Um, I'm not sure why this has happened uh, a couple of times, um, you know, but wherever I'm going to get this work done, <laughs> it's probably <laughs> I might, might want to change change plans here. But uh, anyway, but that turned into 1.30 in the morning by the time I got home. Because the tow truck driver, and he's like, I'll be there in an hour and a half. I'm like, really? Jeez. Yeah, uh, right after a race, too? Yeah, I'm telling you. Just, yeah, it was a long day, a uh, long two days. And uh, 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 that's why uh, I, I was, uh, you know, we, we, we actually do prep a little bit for the show and send out an email and here's some notes, here's some ideas. And uh, you guys didn't get it till this morning. So, um. I don't know. Crazy. It's just, you know, just had some bad luck with the car. But look, the car looks great and it runs, you know, when it runs, it's fast and all the KW suspension. <laughs> I like and how you wheels. that. Yeah, yeah. And it uh, runs great when it When, when it, it runs. runs, yeah. And it was funny because I was just, I hadn't driven it in a while. I had a couple of press cars. We had the Jeep Trackhawk and, you know, we had the had the Lamborghini before that and, and you know. Uh, the GTR, and so I haven't driven it in a little while. And I got in it, and I was driving it down to Irvine. I was like, yeah, you know, I, I miss driving this car. I like this car. I was like, you know what? That HRE open house is coming out soon. It's like, what a great event. Let me bring this car down there. We got the HREs on it. I'll show it off. And here I am. I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what's going to go on now. Um, uh, anyway, we're going to wrap things up. But uh, I'm going to tell you guys about Stop 
because trains can't. This is a, a, a message we want to bring to you guys. I know it can be frustrating if you're running late and you find yourself stuck at a railway crossing. You know, if the signals are going and the train's not there yet, you kind of feel a little tempted to just kind of get across the tracks. Don't. Don't do it ever. Trains are going faster than you expect, and it can take over a mile for one of these trains to stop. And what used to be your car would just be a, a, a giant crushed hunk of metal. And what used to be you, well, we don't need to get into that. <laughs> it would be bad. So if the signals are on, the trains, the train is on its way. Just remember one thing. Stop because the trains can't. All right. So I just want to tell you guys about that. Um, all right, so CarCast Show, check it out, carcastshow.com, and I'll be posting more pictures um, from Long Beach Grand Prix uh, on Motorator. It's on Facebook. It's on uh, Twitter and Instagram as well, and uh, you see the vintage cars up there, a couple of indie cars up there, some of the guys we met, and uh, uh, maybe even a picture of my lobster. i got to see if I got that in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> some track lobster, some track steak. Uh it was good. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, by the way, thanks to Acura so much for hosting us um, over there. We we really appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to that NSX that we're getting in a couple weeks um, as well. And uh, everybody over there is so great. And to IndyCar for having us down there. Is, and uh, Simon Pagano and Team Penske and Graham Ray Hall and, all the, and that whole team. Um, thank you guys so much. And, of course, you can follow Goldberg. He's uh, Goldberg and Goldberg Garage on Twitter at Goldberg95. And Goldberg's Garage on Instagram. Follow him there. He's going to be posting more updates on the Speed Core Challenger. Uh, hey, and go to, uh, go to the App Store, man. We have a beta version out of that new Make Model app, the car app that we're doing, man. And it's really <laughs> it's really addicting. It's a what, 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 do, what do we search for in the App Store? Do we know? It's called, it's called Make Model. Make Model. All right. Yep. Guys, yes, check sir. that out. And... Uh, well, we'll tell you more about that as well. well. We'll break that down and tell you about how to use that stuff on an upcoming show. But, um, guys, thank you so much. And uh, uh, until next time, uh, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. And stay out of your BMW. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done.